It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And I tell you, wherever you're watching this at, wherever you're listening at, whether it's the radio, whether it's television, whether it's YouTube, whether it's StreamYo, or over 25 other live streaming networks, welcome aboard. You know, we got a fantastic show coming your way today. We're going to be talking about crypto mining. Uh, we're going to be talking about Bitcoins. And we're going to talk about all of those things because I, I can only tell you that's uh, my concept uh, prior to talking to uh, this absolutely fantastic guest that we have on today, that it's a process in doing all of these things. And it's a very precise process. And But he will be telling us all about that. You know, to join me today, I'll tell you, we got Dr. Eric Hall, who is also going to be the, the special uh, guest co-host today. How are you doing, Doc? How are you doing? I'm doing well, Doc. How are you? Man, I'm excited, man, because I'm getting ready to learn about something that I have no idea about. And, you know, I always talk about, well, it might be nice to invest into that, but what am I investing in? <laughs> That's yes, all. Sir. Just uh, uh, getting an understanding of what this is, and um, and I tell you, hey Doc, hey, Doc, can you tell them a little bit about you? You've been on, you, you've been a, a a face on the show for quite some time. Just give them a little bit uh, about you before we bring, um, uh, I guess, on. Yeah, absolutely, Doc. No, thank you for having me again, um, Doctor Eric Hall. I'm an actual, um, you know, man of faith, CEO and founder of African Links as well as um, Mojim Global Exports. I've been an African ambassador of several countries in Africa, um, 20-year investment banker, um, real estate broker, you name it, in aerospace and military. So that's a little bit about me, Doc. I just, I'm just i excited about our guests and ready to get busy with the show. Man, I'm, I'm extremely excited about the, uh, the guests. And uh, first of all, I want to tell everybody the title of the show. The title of the show is is the importance of Bitcoin and crypto mining for our financial freedom. And that's we we always are looking for things to help us out and make sure that we do have financial freedom. And today's guest is no other than Mr. Bill Stewart. Uh, Mr. Stewart is currently currently holds the position of president and CEO of Dynamics and has been there since 2009. Dynamic is a full-service technology company specializing in the promotion of business via the internet. Bill has acquired and overseen the development of 3,000-plus business solutions and web projects. During the past five years of operation, Bill has been responsible for Dynamic's growth in Colorado, Georgia, Nevada, California, Puerto Rico. And Bill has made Dynamic viable technology provider in all of these five markets. And again, 
Uh, Bill is going to talk to us about crypto, so I can't wait to bring him on. Let's do that right now. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Bill. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Wow. You know, so it's, it's an absolute pleasure having you on the show because just like I was saying in the green room, and I was talking to my uh, producer, uh, we have not uh, had a show over the last four years that where we talked about this because I didn't have a, a expert uh, that was willing to share the knowledge of how, how this is done. So I'm so happy to have you on today. First of all, can you tell our, our viewers and listeners where you at, where you grew up, and just a little bit uh, about you? Yeah, so, you know, I'm a Colorado native. So I was uh, born in Denver, Colorado. I grew up in Boulder, Colorado for pretty much all my Marita education, you know, high school, college. And then, you know, after that, I ended up, you know, exploring different areas and different businesses in different states. And so I was always kind of eager to go out and explore and learn more, connect with people. And uh, so we've been, you know, traveling and doing a lot since then. Uh, I've always had a big computer technology background. When the internet first came out, I was, you know, a seventh grader and, it was the brand new thing and everybody was kind of confused about it. They didn't understand what it was, but I, I found myself in a middle school classroom with a teacher who was introducing his class to the internet. And, you know, to his dismay, it was kind of hard for a lot of the kids to grasp or show interest in the internet. Cause it was just this new thing. And at that moment it was really just like text message conversations amongst people. And so, they had opened a dialogue with a class in Germany, and here we were in America, and we were, you know, having this dialogue. And so, to me, I found it very interesting, and I started, you know, I was the leader in the class. I said, I'll, I have no problem type talking and typing and introducing ourselves to different people in different um, in different places and different countries and stuff like that. So, even as a kid, I, I found it strikingly interesting, and so. Uh, my teacher at the end of the class kind of pulled me to the side and he says, hey, you know, uh, you know, would you would you be interested in being my computer aide? And I was like, I guess I could squeeze that in with some of my practices and, and things like that. So I ended up having a computer class right after my lunch period as just a regular class. And then I ended up being the teacher's aide for my seventh period, which from then I could run off and go, you know, to basketball practice or football practice uh, when I was in school. And so it was an interesting parallel to me because obviously, you know, I was, I was very big into sports. I loved playing sports, did the wide gamut all the way from uh, tennis all the way down to, you know, swimming. And so I love sports, but this internet was something that was quite fascinating to me, you know, and being that one that kind of broke the ice for, for my community and talking to people on the internet, I, I almost felt like a groundbreaker a little bit and that I, I drew a lot of interest to people in the internet, even at a young age. And so, um, you know, I've uh, always had an interest. I grew up in a great community that, you know, gave us the opportunity to experience that. So I had a passion for this thing for quite some time. Wow. You know, wow. So <laughs> that is a lot. Uh, so you start uh, teachers age of seven in the seventh grade, you know, so uh, as you progress and as you grew, um, did you, your educational background or was, was tied off into that as well? Or tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. You know, after I finished school, I, you know, computer networking was a big deal. And so I was very interested in learning about servers, how to build networks and 
you know, I took it nice, you know, for all the people out there that are trying to find their path or whatever. I mean, I took a very cool uh, community college technology course over the course of the summer from when I was maybe 18 and a half to 19 years old. And it gave me some really core knowledge and skill sets to like understand networking to the point where I could get a job in the industry, you know, and I started in customer support, tech support and, you know, supporting computer systems and hard drives and peripherals. And, and really it just came the ability to answer the phone, understand and disseminate information properly back to people who needed it. And I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I found it to be a, a very refreshing um, occupation, you know, and so you know, that's kind of how I got my background into tech. After I did that program, I, I did a little bit of uh, computer science at the University of Colorado in Boulder. Uh, but at that time, you know, there were so many businesses and so many job opportunities that, you know, I, I took a great, you know, director of customer service job in my mid-20s. And I ran with it, you know, and uh, ever since then, I've had a pretty uh, good career in, in IT. Good, good. Great stuff. Bill, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about Dynamics Mining? How did you, how did it come about? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, you know, we, we opened Dynamics Mining. It's like a division of my main company, Dynamics. Dynamics is, you know, a full service tech company. We do everything from website management to server development and, you know, all the high-end server type work people do uh, in the tech business for, you know, almost 10 years straight. And this is a complex business because you'll have to deal with a variety of different things like, you know, problems with servers, all kinds of complexities. And in reality, the bit mining is a little less complicated when you think of this Bitcoin thing, you think this complicated and very hard thing to figure out. But in actuality, the machines that people use to mine Bitcoin are very simple machines. Um, the most commonly used one is called the ASIC miner. It stands for an application specific integrated circuit. And so it's a machine, really simple, two power plugs, an internet cord. You tell it, hey, this is where my wallet is. And every time you get a reward each day, you deposit that into that wallet. And so mining became an interest to me because when you look at these different cryptos, there's certain ways that you can participate. Like you had said in the beginning, people are like, well, how do I invest? Or how do I get in? Where should I put my money? Should I buy some Bitcoin? And, you know, I sat back and I kind of evaluated the, the industries and determined that mining is the most lucrative way to invest because you're in the business of generating and creating Bitcoin. And so mining works on a concept called proof of work, right? So these machines, and I'm going to actually had one of my guys pull one off the shelf and bring it over. But this is an actual uh, Bitcoin mining rig. I'm going to expand a little bit for you. This is a little bit bigger one. It's like, uh, you see, it's a little bit of weight, a little bit of size to it. But as I described, it's a very simple unit and that it has its power and then it has its internet. And it's like, I'm working is the red light. And then the red light's like, I'm not working. And then, you know, you have to do some maintenance or, or work on it, which obviously is even more easier than like a desktop computer at your home. Right. And so... Uh, with these machines, you know, again, 
they work on that concept. So to give you a little background, like Bitcoin and, and how the process works is these crypto technologies, you know, they run off what's called a blockchain. The blockchain is like a gigantic digital ledger, right? And everything that happens in that ledger. Hey, 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 hey Bill, can you hold that thought? We got to take a station break. But we're going to come back. We're going to pick it up. <laughs> you know, we're gonna come back and pick it up. If yeah. you want to be part of this conversation, all you do is dial one eight six six five seven seven two four seven three, or go to whatever platform that you're watching on. Ask this great man any question you want to, and I tell you, you're gonna get your answer. We'll be back shortly after break with some more. Here, Russell, this your life. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm Todd Purick, the producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 North County AM 1170 San Diego The Answer Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Yo, are you still there? I am. I am. <laughs> you, know, you know, so uh, you, you have pulled out that machine you were telling us about. What exactly does that machine do? I mean, do it store data? Do it convert data? I mean, uh, what, well, so what? Basically, it's like, uh, I mean, it's a great question. And there was a pretty good segue there earlier. So 
you know, in describing it, basically I was getting ready to talk about the blockchain itself and how uh, these machines basically write to blockchain's ledger. So you think of a giant ledger that keeps track of every transaction, you know, like, you know, back in the day, my grandmother, she used to have a, a journal and she'd keep track of everybody who borrowed money from her since the beginning of time, right? <laughs> and go back in that journal and she'd say, way back, I remember 20, 20 months ago, you borrowed $100 from me, right? Can't change that ledger. Only person that can change that ledger, you know, is, is grandma. So the thing that's beneficial about Bitcoin is that it, it runs on like a digital ledger like that. So every transaction, if I send you Bitcoin, it's going to know, you know, your address. It's going to keep track of that. And these machines will do thousands of verifications per day to verify different transactions on this network. So you have thousands of these machines running. So if I sent you Bitcoin, it would verify your it would verify that you are who you are. I am who I am. And once a block is completed, then the monies from the blockchain get transferred into you into your wallets. And so um, with that being said, this particular machine, it doesn't store any data, doesn't have a hard drive in it, doesn't have any you know operating system like you would see in a normal computer. This is a transmission device. As long as it has an internet connection, it's going to say, hey, I'm available. And let me, let me find a block to verify. It's going to grab one. It's going to say, hey, this is James. Hey, this is Bill. Those two are good. I verified it. And it's going to add it to the ledger, right? And so now this ledger becomes a complete digital footprint to every transaction that happens. Now, why people like Bitcoin or people are attracted to these ledgers is because it's really transparent, right? Unlike, you know, traditional bank systems and, and monies of the past, you can't really see everything that happened. They're up for different types of manipulation, you know, and with Bitcoin, everything is really transparent, right? And so a Bitcoin mining machine is going to spend its days sucking up energy to verify each transaction that it can. And as it does, you receive a small reward of Bitcoin in exchange. So, so in one, go ahead. And, and so when you say proof of work, right? And so the machine is designed to verify a ledger. So Bitcoin mining essentially is the system verifying that ledger to validate it. Pretty That's much. It becomes the proof of work. Yes, the proof of the work is like this machine said so, he said so, the work was created to prove that he's who he is and he is. That's evidence that this was created and hence called a proof of work, you know. Um, And so with that being said, you know, people really do believe that traditional financial systems don't have that kind of transparency, right? We all know that you put your money in the bank and the bank's using your money. You know, it's added to its interest. It makes different benefits and things from hosting your money, right? Where Bitcoin is its, its, its own private digital ledger. So in turn, if you have a wallet, you create what are called private keys, you know, and I think there's some questions that may come up about differences between exchanges and just buying Bitcoin, you know, 
And when I first talked, there's a couple of different ways to be in the business. You can buy Bitcoin and ride its volatilities up and down based on how much you put in. Or you can simply have a miner that regardless of the fluctuation of the market, it's always going to need to prove and validate transactions. And so the reward is based on how difficult it is for one of these machines to find a block to verify. So that's also an equation that goes into how much you get on a daily basis. It's called a difficulty reward. Uh, typically, you know, they're kind of on the rise right now. So it's, you know, the more miners that are out there or the less valuable the coin is, it becomes more difficult to mine. So the reward that you get will deviate based on its uh, ability to actually find the block to verify. So in a nutshell, you get a room full of these machines and they're spending, they're like workers. I oftentimes compare it to the gold mine, right? You got your worker and he's sitting there all day and he's in the river and he's panning for gold and every bit of gold he makes, he's putting away for the owner. But the owner says, you know what, here's a little bit. And every day that little miner, he's putting a little bit of gold away and back under his pillow, wherever he hides his gold, he inevitably has this stack of, of you know, mined Bitcoin. And the freedom element comes from the fact that you can use and transfer your Bitcoin 24 hours a day, seven days a week to anybody who has the ability to receive it, where all you have to do is create an account and you can receive it. And so freedom, it's important because now you, you're you not dependent on any real you know system other than this, this machine, knowing each day it's going to bring you a certain amount of money. And Bitcoin's always going to have, you know, a good place because right now, you know, the market cap for Bitcoin is only getting bigger and there's only a certain number of coins left that can even be mined. And so, you know, being in on this level, you're kind of setting yourself up for long term success because, okay. you know, Absolutely. it's like having it's like kind of like having, say, a retirement account where, you know, that money's there. And if markets are great, you're like, hey, my retirement account's doing great and I have all this money in there. But, you know. I'm never going to use this until I retire. So, Bill, maybe Bitcoin. you can dispel the, the 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 myth that Bitcoin is not real money. Um, people don't some people don't believe that, you know, it's not backed by anything. It's in the air. It's all these other things that people talk about. Won't you kind of explain? I mean, can you buy a house with it? Can you you know, is it real money? Is it going to go away? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it definitely is such. I mean, you can always convert your Bitcoin into U.S. dollar. I I'm one that really does live and move in Bitcoin all the way around. You know, I keep a sizable amount of it on my exchange. And if I need it and transfer it right down to my bank account, instant transfers, you know, these are the bits of information oftentimes that people don't have or they, they don't understand, you know. And that's kind of one of our missions as a company is to show people, you know, just giving them the information and letting them know, hey, these are ways that you can viably do it, but also making sure that they understand it, you know, and have access to it, right? Because it could be one thing to know all day about it, but do you know a facility? Do you know a place that you can host it? There's lots of variables that put it out of reach. And oftentimes, you know, we've seen that in the past where there's things we want to achieve and things we want to do, but we don't have the information, we don't have the knowledge, and we don't have the access to do so. And so as a company, we've kind of put that as at the forefront of our mission to kind of a dual focus mission. And it's kind of to bring awareness to people of what this type of um, financial uh, situation using Bitcoin can do for them. And then also bringing, you know, 
new adoption to Bitcoin at the same time. So we want to be that channel that's like, you didn't know, here's how, here's the information. And if you have the ability, here's the access level to do it, right? I feel like that's the important building block that, you know, our communities need to focus on building opportunities like such. That's that's is good stuff, man, because so many people don't have the awareness or the information. And so um, this is exciting about the show. You know, won't you kind of go into the difference between you speak a lot about Bitcoin, but we hear about other cryptocurrencies. So maybe you can explain the difference. Absolutely. You know, there there are lots of other coins that are on the market, you know, Building coins are really, it's a cool business. A lot of people do it because you can raise capital for yourself. You can bring together communities and channel the resources into these coins and then create, you know, a very profitable, stable place for people with their money. The reason I I really focus really hard on Bitcoin is because it was kind of the original adopter of the blockchain technology. So a lot of the other coins, they want to utilize the blockchain technology, but they'll find different benefits of using it, say security or different things that the blockchain benefits by using that coin. So you'll find a lot of these new coins will have a niche or they'll be tied to a specific thing that utilizes the the blockchain as that open book ledger, right? And so obviously a big fan of blockchain technologies because I feel like transparency and things like that are very important when dealing with money. Uh, So I've always been a fan of that. But blockchain is only used in relevance to Bitcoin for the verification of transactions. And that's it. You know, they were the original ones that started this. And I believe the people behind Bitcoin put a lot of thought and energy into creating a coin that could truly be, you know, the next financial tool of our world. Right. Like they put a lot of energy into it, like in mining. We talk about the rewards, right? Uh, this Satoshi, this you know, this is the guy who they claim is the guy who built Bitcoin, and nobody truly, truly knows. So there's always that speculation, which is kind of against the grain of governments, right? So that's one thing I admire about it. But when they put this together, they put some really good, what I consider to be milestones that make it pretty predictable what Bitcoin will do. Bitcoins always will be controlled by the greed and the fear. You'll hear that all the time. I want you to hold that thought. Hold that thought. I'll take a stage break. <laughs> but they will always be controlled by, by the, the fear and the greed. And the greed and fear. So I tell you, this is very exciting. And if you want to be part of this conversation, you can go to the radio, one 2473 or you can go to the comments and ask this man any question that you like because it's getting interesting, getting interesting. And we got a couple of questions standing by for you as soon as we get back. It's your life. I'm Dr. James J.C. Cooley. We'll see you shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There's much truth in a journey that ain't over yet as all of us journey through life's precious gift of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm Todd Pyrrhic, the producer of The James Cooley Show. It's your life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must listen for anyone who thinks they're stuck in life or needs to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. 
Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to become an overcomer because a bigger, better, and more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon or wherever books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Hi, I'm Todd Pyrrhic, the producer of The James Cooley Show. It's your life. And in the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join James as he shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of his book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by Dr. James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Odyssey.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life, and I, I, I tell you, this is a uh, this is interesting because I didn't know anything about coin or cryptocurrency other than what you see in her own television. And um, I'm kind of liking how this is done, but still got a million questions. Still got a million questions that I want to ask. And but uh, we got a couple other folks uh, with questions first. And our, our viewers and our listeners, if you want to be part of the conversation, you can uh, call into the radio station one eight six six five seven seven two four seven three, or whichever platform you're watching this on. Just go to the platform and ask uh, Mr. Bill any question that you like. First of all, we got a question from Joshua Goldsmith. Uh, Joshua Goldsmith asked a question: How is that? different from a third-party credit card verified that get paid on the same time. I think he was talking about when you were talking earlier about um, the bank portion of it and, you know, people have money in the bank and, and et cetera, and how they go about getting uh, uh, this because everybody get a percentage or a little piece of the pot. I think that's what he's asking. All right. I mean, it's a little bit different because, you know, mining is a business where you can go out and buy a couple of these machines, put yourself ability to basically start receiving those verification transactions. You know, and so I think it's a little bit different than the than obviously than credit cards and and how they do their transaction for stuff like that. This is more of a reward versus a receive because you're working. And so just like that gold miner I described there by the river, they're sifting through. He's really being rewarded for his participation in the process. And so um, I think it's a little bit different in that nature. Uh, reward versus uh, say a fee. It's not fee. It's more of a reward for working. Okay, and uh, we got a uh, Mr. Clem, uh, uh, Clem that uh, I'm gonna bring him on. We got a question uh, for you as well, Clem. I got you live. 
Outstanding. This is a really, really, really nice um, uh, seeing you today, Bill. Uh, my oh, question, Bill, is uh, I'm looking at a data center coinment. Um, I, I see that in the Bitcoin arena, data centers are stuck. Can, can you um, um, uh, answer, is it worth going to the data center other than the hardware? And uh, if so, is there additional costs associated with a data center over your individual Hardware? Yeah, I mean, that's basically what our, our company does is we're, we're a facility host. And so uh, we, we as a data host, we, we basically host machines for individuals. And a lot of companies like CoinMet and others, they execute a process called staking, where staking is where you take some of your you know, earned profits and put them away, right? And you're guaranteed a percentage of money after a certain time for them sitting there. I would want to compare it to like a stock or a bond in any respects. Um, And so the benefit of these facilities like mine is that we benefit from an industrial energy rate, right? And so where it might not be financially conducive for one to mine at home or in a commercial uh, area, you have these centers that pop up where they make what are called power purchase agreements with energy providers in order to get the lowest rate possible so that they can pass that on to the customer. And so uh, oftentimes I, I tell people it's it's with facilities like mine, you want to try to have a direct relationship with the facility, right? Where you're able to call into their support, talk to them, possibly even visit the data center, uh, which doesn't happen in most scenarios. We've kind of set the blueprint for that, where our customers have access codes, they can come in, visit it, they can have that peace of mind that where they're investing and what facility that they're investing in is uh, stable, functioning, and secure. So I I feel like that might have touched on some of your question, but if you have uh, more you'd like to add on to that or elaborate on I can as well. Right. That that did that did answer my question and and, and great job. Um so mining uh dynamics mining that's a that's a real good concept. Um I currently um uh, have my own data centers uh but for IT side. Uh we're using core right. data centers. I'm sure you're familiar with core site. Are, are yeah, you that's under like a core site uh, second that's actually my background is is data center managements and servers like the lane you're in exactly right now. It's really okay, cool. Okay, so 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 is there a, a format where I could integrate my CoreSight data center with your data center, then kind of um, uh, integrate my blockchain process with yours? I mean, we definitely do things like that with a lot of our different clients that we work with. We have people that have scenarios like that, kind of take them on a case-by-case basis just to, you know, make sure that everything's understood properly on both sides. And then, you know, things like power purchase agreements and cost of energy and overhead are all uh, considerations you have to take. But it's definitely something in our wheelbarrow and that we, uh, we like to do with people. So that may be something offline that we can uh, discuss. What would be the benefit of something like that, Bill? I mean, at least for me, with a lot of my data centers, it definitely helped me increase my overhead by having some machines and clients that were into mining Bitcoin. It's a straight across process. Uh, basically, data centers make money in the capacity of such, say, um, as an as a company, you pay the energy company seven cents a kilowatt hour for your usage. And then you charge onto your customers, say, $0.08 cents a kilowatt hour, right? 
everybody's still profitable, but now this individual can actually mine without paying you know, really high energy rates. And so when you're a facility owner, you have a data center, there's so much overhead involved and so much money that you've put into this business that I feel like mining is a very lucrative add-on to what you may do traditionally in some of your uh, centers and can create a, a great additional uh, stream of revenue uh, for a data center. And so I'd be more than happy to uh, give you information about some of the, you know, we what we've learned in building facilities and, you know, just like anything, you go through your trials and tribulations to, to learn. And so we, we've been through a lot and I, I'd be happy to share that with you. Oh, it's good yeah. stuff, man. I, I think um, you, you mentioned power purchase agreements. So how much power goes into these things? And you, you mentioned the cost. So like your facility right there, I know you have several facilities, but the one that you're in, I mean, what would be a typical electric bill for the month? If you don't mind sharing. I don't. It's like maybe $425,000 per month in energy usage. Uh, one of these Was miners- Was that $400? <laughs> yeah, no, 400000 So it's, it, it gets expensive, but it's, again, uh, you know, opportunity and risk, you know, they compared. And so if you're able to get, you know, a good energy rate and create a pretty sustainable business, because you might make 610000 say Bitcoin's at, you know, 20000 then Bitcoin shoots up to 30 or 40,000, the reward you receive increases well. Okay. So right now in particular, the industry is a really good place because it's a, it's a bear market. So this same machine that I showed you last year was a $15,000 machine. So you're like, okay, I want to buy a hundred of those. Well, but to get into the business, it becomes cost prohibitive for a lot of people. And so uh, as markets fluctuate, this same machine is now worth 2,500, right? Wow. Because now the price of Bitcoin's down a little bit and the fluctuations change. And so uh, the investments become dual thread. You know, you got your hardware investment that could decrease and increase. But as long as you have that steady power agreement, then you can predict what you're going to achieve, you know, from the machines and, and again, create a pretty good scalable income for yourself as well. Wow. <laughs> you know, you, you said 400000 uh, I, I think that's what you said. Uh, that's just a, a monthly bill uh, to my for electricity. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so we're running about we're running about eighteen hundred of these machines on that. One of these machines is probably the equivalent of um, powering like three homes. Wow. <laughs> to run it on solar panels, you would need fifteen solar panels to run one. Wow. So it becomes kind of tricky to think of ways to do it. You know, renewably to try to save money. There's there's lots of different intricate season to trying to figure that out and it's kind of what we specialize in you know we're kind of like as a company you know our slogan's kind of been making the impossible possible and i, I really like taking situations where it's like hey this is impossible to do the outcome that is outrageous and then really attacking it nothing's better than making something possible that was deemed impossible prior to so wow wow we, we got about a minute and a half before the break but um i do want to talk about some of the risks and I guess we can get started. Uh, some of the risks of crypto mining, Bitcoin, uh, because uh, everything that you're saying sounds like the, the glorious portion of it. But uh, what are some of the challenges? Let's get that started before the break. I mean, uh, initially, you know, some of the challenges one would face trying to, say, break into the industry themselves are like the initial hardware costs, the housing of them with the energy rate. And those become potential risk, right? Like you could get with an energy company whose rate this year is one rate, 
and then next year it's higher, right? Or you could turn around and Bitcoin goes down to 16000 and you're like, I spent $10,000 a machine. How am I leveraging, you know, my revenues? And it goes back to the core understanding of Bitcoin as kind of like a financial tool, right? Even for me, when Bitcoin went low, I really only utilize my Bitcoin when I'm in a situation where I need to. So if Bitcoin's really high, great. I needed to use it. It's high. I, I you know, I spent less. It's low, then I'm a little more cautious about my spending, right? You don't want to, you know, you acquire a Bitcoin and I'll be transparent. The Bitcoins that I had, you know, they probably average accumulation was like 25,000 to 30,000 a Bitcoin. And so, you know, I tell people and I'll, sh- and I'll share this because I think it's a good jewel for those who may be in Bitcoin is you, you, you just leverage it off of what it makes. So today, you know, Bitcoin goes up 2000, right? A savvy Bitcoin investor can say, well, let me let me get that 2000 and, and put that to the side, right? And, and capture my profit. Or one could say, I'm totally comfortable. I don't need my Bitcoin right now. I'm not financially dependent on my Bitcoin for my survival. This is the one thing that I tell people. Like if you're using, you know, your, your, your hard-earned money from a job, thinking you're going to throw it into Bitcoin and earn, you know, an incredible reward right away, that's not the route to go. I want you, you to hold that though. Because yeah, uh, we 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 we're gonna have to talk about this. Uh, I mean, yeah, when, like, to, when to sell the Bitcoin, when to keep it, when to do this, and when to all of these type of things. Fascinating conversation. Our viewers and all this out there. Want to be part of one eight six six five seven seven two four seven three, or just like I said, go to wherever you're watching this at. Just ask this great man any questions that you like because it's fascinating. I need to know a little bit about Bitcoin, and so do you. We'll see you shortly after the break. It's your life. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. 
Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Dr. James Cooley is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. Dr. Cooley is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, Dr. James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life, and 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 I tell you that uh, I'm, I'm learning so much uh, uh, from this conversation that uh, that we have with Bill about uh, Bitcoin and crypto mining. And and I'll be honest with you, I did not think that uh, <laughs> it was all created on energy primarily. Uh, mining comes from the energy source, and that's going to be a question that I'm going to have to ask him uh, when we get back. But we got a couple of folks uh, with a a couple of questions. Uh, first of all, uh, Michelle, Dr. Michelle Cooley asked this question. Since each Bitcoin will be valued higher with each passing day, the question of when to spend becomes important, causing spending surges, which will cause the Bitcoin economy to fluctuate. What are your thoughts on that, Bill? I mean, uh, you know, it's definitely something that you have to consider, you know, when uh, to utilize your Bitcoin. I think um, each Bitcoin each day, it, it does, of course, vary a little bit uh, each day with Bitcoin. And there's lots of different factors that go into play, just like the stock market. There's lots of different things that are considerations that might control the cost of the coin. And so, you know, I try to tell people that, you know, Bitcoin's not necessarily something that you just want to use to spend whenever. You know, you want to wait till you're in a position where uh, you've received, you know, more than you anticipated to spend, you know, or more than you had. So, for example, if Bitcoin increased a certain amount, it's a pretty decent time for yourself to leverage your money. But it's still something that you have to kind of keep in control. You have to watch your spending. But at the same time, it gives you that flexibility to kind of choose, you know, when your money is going to work the best for you. So, for example, you know, if Bitcoin's, you know, trading at a higher value and it's, you know, it's a better time to spend assets because it has a higher value. When it's lower, you know, the cost of it, it might hit, it might take a little hit on you. So in a nutshell, to answer your question, you know, um, you if you're going to spend your Bitcoin, and this is my personal opinion, of course, uh, you want to do it at a time where you have realized certain profits above what you spend and it doesn't affect your day to day financial status. Wow. Got a, a question, another question from uh, uh, Joshua Goldsmith. How can we benefit as a society for the, for the use mining and the use of Bitcoin in a practical way? You know, again, I think giving people control of their money and where it lives and how it fluctuates, I think, is one of the biggest benefits for our society. I mean, there's so many things that regulate the value of the dollar and so many things that can get attached to dollars such interest and all these different things. And so I feel like, you know, Bitcoin itself has a huge benefit to society in that realm. And then mining, you know, I'll give you an example. A lot of the facilities I open are sometimes in rural communities, right, where the power usage or the amount of energy that they're allocated, it's there, but it's not utilized. So you get a company like ours who can come in and add to this, the use of what's already there. Now you're giving people jobs. You're creating new resources for people in communities that didn't have it before, 
And so I believe mining has that core benefit for society that in that it can you know really bring financial stability to people in the workforce and in their portfolios of investment. No, good stuff, Bill. Let's get into some exciting because I think a lot of people don't understand. Like Bitcoin came out about the time about the time of your conception of your company, right around two thousand nine or so, right? Yeah, so yeah, tell people that. how much was Bitcoin then. And then what's the highest is when? So people can really get a chance to see why this can be a wealth creation tool. Right. Because if you look at it from a time perspective, right, we're talking a 14 year period of time it's been around. There's not too many investments that have done what Bitcoin's done in a 14 year period of time. When Bitcoin started, it was, you know, below 10 cents. It had no intrinsic value at all. You know, it was, you know, the first guy, I think he sold a ton of Bitcoin for a pizza. For pizza. Delivery, right? That same Bitcoin would have him, you know, $80 million a day. And so the idea of, again, like I said before, if you have money that you're not financially dependent on for your survival day to day and you have an annuity, let's compare it to like an annuity or anything that was something that you collect on, you know, Bitcoin has went from 10 cents to 65,000 a share in a 14 year period of time. So if you think of all the different investments that you could make, I mean, $100 in 2011 in Bitcoin would have you and your entire generation of family retired for another 100 years come, right? And so it's just a matter of that, you know, you throw 100 or $1,000 in Bitcoin back then and you're you're sitting on lots of millions of dollars. And so people say, well, did I miss my opportunity? And this takes me back to a point I was making before our segue. Bitcoin is, in my opinion, very predictable because when Satoshi and his group of individuals built this, they put milestones in place. They're called having events. Every four years, Bitcoin cuts the reward of this machine in half based on the number of uh, coins in circulation. Well, if you study and you watch charts, you're like, okay, the first halving occurred and Bitcoin went, you know, from a couple of cents up to a few dollars. The next four year halving occurred, it went from a few thousand dollars into a 20,000 range and then it dropped back down again. So every four years, you have these events that kind of continue to make Bitcoin valid. Obviously, it you know, it, it kind of puts people out who may not have the overhead to continue to buy miners. So it separates the valid miners from those who are kind of just jumping into the business to win. And so, you know, to answer your question directly, you know, in my opinion, Bitcoin's probably been the most viable investment tool that we've seen to date. And these having events are only going to make the coin more valuable, right? As a company, we, we've hedged and leveraged a lot of our uh, investments and bets on this next having event, which occurs in May of 2024, Right. right. Uh, you know, and then you guys watch and you go back and study the charts. You'll see, you know, three to six months after that having event. Now we're on a bull run. And wow. Wow. You know, we down to last minute of the show. This requires another show, uh, Bill. This requires another show because there's so many unanswered questions. Can I get one question in there before we jump off of here? Because, Bill, we, we, you we, know, the, under the last halving that event, we've seen Bitcoin go up to as high as $60,000, like you said. So May 2024, do you believe that we may see a $100,000 coin? You know, not in May, I, but I mean, in that next halving event. 
I believe it will be the result of what puts the coin over a hundred. I think it may be Christmas and into the beginning of five. Who that? Wow! You know, I tell you, we're out of completely out of time, and I, I want to. Uh, hey, we got to do it again, Bill. Because we want to continue to educate uh, our listeners, our viewers. Uh, absolutely fantastic show. I'd like to thank uh, you for coming on the show. I'd like to thank uh, Dr. Hall and Clem. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, my uh, producer, uh, KCBQ, Todd, Pirate, most importantly, my executive producer, Michelle Cooley, and the audience for tuning in and listening and watching the James Cooley Show. We'll be back tomorrow, same time. Same place. Dream big, think big, and be big at everything you do. We'll see you tomorrow. Do part yes, two, Bill. Part two. Absolutely, part two, fellas. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for the James Cooley Show. It's your life. To learn more about Dr. James Cooley and how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been It's Your Life with Dr. James Cooley, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big in everything you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.